Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. Of course, I am from Asheville, North Carolina, heart of the Blue Ridge Mountains, one of the most haunted cities in the country. That's where I have my haunted Asheville ghost tours, based upon the book that I wrote, oh, well, 20-some years ago, called Haunted Asheville. Um... That's where I have my Asheville Mystery Museum. And the largest mass murder killing spree that ever took place in the town of Asheville occurred on November the 13th of 1906, almost 112 years ago. And um, the incident is known as the Will Harris Murders. Will Harris was a fugitive. He escaped from prison. And uh, I want to get into the whole story right now. But he went on a shooting spree one evening in downtown Asheville. He killed a couple of police officers. He shot a number of civilians. Until finally he was tracked down by a posse that cornered him in a thicket. And uh, they all just opened fire. And afterward they dragged his bullet-riddled body back downtown and put it on display. Uh, There's a photograph of his bullet-riddled corpse that we have in the museum, and people were so angry they were coming up and they were shooting the corpse. Well, the details of that evening are are just uh, striking and weird and amazing on, on a level that goes beyond what you would expect. And in the near future, I'll be telling you more about those details. But what I want to tell you right now is uh, I'm announcing something rather special. And I'm giving you a heads up before I put out the official press release. So, of course, the anniversary, November the 13th, is coming up. And that evening, we have scheduled for Christian McLeod, the cryptid guy, Um, to give the tour there in Asheville. And over the years, I thought we should maybe do something special on that anniversary, but I've never really um, known exactly what to do. So I asked Christian if he had any ideas, and uh, he had a great one. He said, hey, this night has got to... It's got to have some kind of exaggerated energy... And why don't we see if we can get a really good psychic who will come along and give us his or her impressions as we retrace each step of the Will Harris murders. So basically, in addition to, you know, the regular tour, you get this sort of like bonus feature where, um, see, I, I feel like that a great tour is sort of like mental time travel where you can stand in a spot and then... The people there, the guide there, is is supposed to help you sort of look back in time and use your imagination so that you can witness these things. And, and that's that's sort of what a a psychic actually is doing. And so I put out a search to find what I believe is the very best psychic for this job, and I found one. And I don't want to give you the psychic's name just yet because, again, I'm not ready to put out my press release. But I will tell you that this is all planned and it's all confirmed. 
And what an opportunity to go on this tour where, again, you're trying to relive mentally parts of Asheville's past. And, and of course, you know, it's, it's a ghost tour. So, yeah, it's ghoulish and, and grim in many ways. It's, but it's, it's just fascinating in, in so many ways as well. But to have that extra level of vividness and vision that comes from a person who has a renowned background for um, for being able to sense these things and relive them and communicate them to you. And so I'm not going to charge anything extra for this. Um, I am just going to publicize this as a, a special event for our tour. And when I put my press release out, and I'll probably do that within the next 24 hours, I imagine that that tour is going to sell out. Um, So that's why I'm giving you a heads up. If you're interested in being a part of that, uh, it only the the, the ticket for the tour again. It's a normal price. It's $22.95 for adults, and uh, of course, it's less than that for children. If you go to hauntedashville.com, then you can look into reserving that tour on uh, November the 13th. That is a weeknight. It is on a Tuesday. And uh, actually that night I'm going to be tied up doing some interviews myself here in Las Vegas. But you'll be in excellent hands with Christian McLeod. And let me tell you something that makes this even more extraordinary. You know that Christian and I have been great friends for a long time. And we've worked on many projects together. We did a creepy van tour together. Uh, We've worked on events together, like the big event here in Las Vegas, uh, the George Norrie event. I mean, he's been on Coast to Coast AM. His name has been in the New York Times. Uh, I could go on and on about, you know, Christian, and he has a great educational background. He has various college degrees. I mean, and he just, I talked to him last night, and he, he told me I was so excited that he just got elected to be the new master of the Mount Hermon Masonic Lodge. And that's that's Mount Hermon number 118 in Asheville. Now, just to clarify for you the significance of this, um, Mount Hermon was founded, well, actually was chartered in 1848. And the building it's in right now, the Asheville Masonic Temple, is... uh, well over a hundred years old and when you walk in there to the the lodge room they have a the pictures of all of the guys who have been elected master of the lodge going back to the beginning and uh there are so many influential people throughout history who have been in that position as a matter of fact zebulon vance who was North Carolina's governor during the Civil War, who actually favored unionism, was raised in that lodge. That's what they call it when you become a master mason. And uh, he he held uh, officer positions in that lodge. Um, A lot of influential people did. And so it's a big honor to be actually elected as the master of Mount Hermon 118. Uh, I have been a member of that lodge for many years even though I have not been able to attend that much over the past five or six years because of my travel schedule. And I can tell you that the Lodge does great work, charitable work, good work for the community. And um, 
I know there are people out there who have all kinds of dark conspiracies about masonry, um, but I'm here to tell you that that's just hogwash. In fact, at some point, um, we see Christian is going to be uh, elected. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, he's already been elected. He's going to uh, he's going to take his oath and be sworn in next month. And once he's the actual master of the Mount Hermon Lodge, uh, well, then he's going to come on this program and we're going to have a big conversation about Freemasonry. So you're going to get to hear from a master of a lodge and another guy, myself, who has a lot of experience with Masonry, um, what this is really all about and, uh, and try to clarify any questions that you may have and address some of the nefarious, sinister you know, conspiracies that are out there as well. Because I, I, let me tell you, there have been people who have been Masons who have done bad, terrible things. But that is not what Masonry is about. It's like when you watch these TV shows and there's some doctor out there who goes off the rails and does something horrible to a patient. Well, that's not normal, you know. So you don't just blame all doctors because of one shitty doctor, right? So basically, um, the reason I bring this up is that it makes it so much even more interesting that when you take this particular tour on November the 13th, it's not only going to be featuring this psychic who's going to give you this extra level of insight, but the actual host of the tour is the master elect of the Mount Hermon Masonic Lodge. And of course, then then the whole thing ends up in the basement of the temple there at the mu- museum. It's a, it's just a, an amazing night. So I hope that you'll take advantage of it. I'll tell you more about this later. But again, this is your original heads up. If you're interested, go to hauntedashville.com, and you'll find the place. Big red button says book now. And uh, you know, while we still have space left, you can click on November 13th and get your tickets. This has been a very active year psychically speaking um in fact i, I want to tell you something uh, interesting about you know my own experiences and 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 you should realize that a lot of people going back to masonry for a second who are drawn to masonry um they have a i think a psychic sense about them and, and, and I, I obviously, I don't know if I literally came right out and said, hey, congratulations to Christian McLeod, but he deserves it because he is in a position right now where he is the focal point for a lot of people who have, I believe, psychic abilities. I think a lot of folks are drawn to masonry because that they have, um, well, they certainly have a, an appreciation for the spiritual world and for the old mystery schools. And when I step foot into Masonic buildings, I mean, I I start getting mental flashes of things. I start getting feelings. And I've never considered myself a quote-unquote psychic, but I do believe that every single human being on this planet has the potential for psychic ability. It's just another sense or set of senses that is constantly evolving, no differently than how we developed the sense of sight with our eyes, or hearing with our ears, or smell with our nose, or taste with our tongues, or, you know, 
we could keep going, but I think that, you know, what I'm talking about here is the idea that everybody may be psychic to one extent or another. And the more you focus on training that and the more attention you pay to that, then the more you exercise that natural ability. It's like the fact that anybody can sit down and pound keys on a piano, but with some training, anybody can actually play a song. And so in my my book that you can get online is an ebook now called Finding Your Magic uh, helps you discover what it is that's going to work for you. And of course, that's what is available on uh, joshuapwarren.com and my curiosity shop. But I have a natural ability to see the aura. And uh, it's funny, when I had my Halloween party the other night here in Las Vegas, I I mentioned this and that it's not something that I promote that much because um, I, I don't want to get dragged into doing readings because when people know that you see the aura, they will often be like, oh, give me a reading. Now, I could do that. I could. I could tomorrow. I could open up shop and I could sit there all day long and I could do readings based upon seeing the aura. And you would be amazed at how accurate those readings are. But I choose not to do that sort of thing for a number of reasons. For one thing, um, it's very exhausting. It's very draining to take what you're seeing and then figure out how to translate it into language. And then also. Um, it's risky because sometimes you look at somebody and you don't necessarily see all good things and it, it's a lot of pressure a lot of stress to have to sit there and and like figure out how honest do I want to be with this person about what I'm seeing here and you know you don't want to say bad things to people but sometimes you look at somebody and you you can see this person is diseased this person is probably not going to make it that much longer or you know so how honest do you want to be and these are all decisions that i don't i really i i'm i'm i'd rather take my energy and 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 stress out in another way than stress out by using it up that way so i don't want to get you know dragged into the the business of doing readings but i have a natural ability to see auras this started when i was a kid before i even knew what the hell was going on i even told my mom why do these things, you know, why do certain people and animals and plants have colors around them? She was like, huh? And she was so worried, she immediately took me to the eye doctor. And uh, they tested my eyes and said, no, he's, you know, his eyes are normal. There's nothing wrong with him. Um, and then, you know, eventually I started studying as I got older and I learned about auras. And I was like, oh, that's what I'm seeing. So this is, this is something real. Uh, it's a type of vision that does not come from the physical eyes. It comes from... It's easy to say the third eye, but you know some other some other sense, some sensory aspect of the brain, and you should know that um, this particular year I have been seeing auras more strongly than ever, and I'm I, and I don't know exactly why, but it's been especially strong over this past month, and. I'll tell you one thing that uh, really stands out in my mind is that uh, when I was doing the Ghost Adventures live broadcast the other day, you know, the big Halloween broadcast, um, as I mentioned to you, there were a lot of great experts 
that got brought in for that, and not all of them made it onto the uh, air. So for at least a couple of days, I spent much of my day in a room with these experts, and uh, we were treated very well. They fed us like kings and queens, and we're all just kind of sitting there, A, not knowing exactly what we're going to do, because this that's that, that's the nature of the project it's all sort of up in the air and everybody's winging it um and then secondly we're trying to entertain ourselves uh we weren't even provided a tv or anything like that so we could even watch what was happening while the show was on but fortunately in this day and age there was there was always somebody who had a a cell phone around so we could kind of watch what was happening once the show started but otherwise it's just a group of us sitting there talking amongst ourselves it occurred to me that there might be some hidden cameras in there, and this was part of what they were trying to capture, was just a bunch of strange paranormal experts sitting around, uh, sort of bored in a room and, and having conversations. And you know what, that's actually a hell of a good idea for a show, because that's that's how it worked out. I mean, you're sitting there, and you're like, okay, well, this guy's a demonologist, this person's a psychic, this guy's an EVP expert, you know. This, and and next thing you know, it's like, bang, we're, we're having these mind-blowing conversations so anyway i'm sitting in this room full of these folks and uh, at one point i look across the table at a couple that you may have seen on ghost adventures before a married couple Uh, they call them the perry's p-a-r-r-y the perry's michael and marty perry and I'd never met them before, and I don't know that much about them other than, I mean, uh, Michael has an English accent and a hell of a sense of humor, and uh, Mary has a, a great, uh, warm, uh, sort of articulate demeanor about her. And uh, at one point, I, I was looking across the table as they were talking, and poof, there was this big aura, you know, that came beaming out around them. I'm not going to get into necessarily what everybody's colors were because that borders into uh to doing readings i could but anyway so i start looking around and i start seeing this whole room full of auras because again everybody has one but you can you can shut that on or off at least i can uh and so it's kind of interesting to me when somebody has an aura that's strong enough so that it just goes pow and there it is and you can't help but see it and this has continued happening to me. And uh, in fact, the other day, I looked at Lauren, and you know, I'm, I'm I'm with Lauren just about every single day, and I see these suddenly these splotches of of purple light, you know, just radiating. And I was like, whoa! And she goes, what? And I said, your aura is just crackling with this, you know, these beams of purple light right now. Um, and in fact, if you uh, if you do by finding your magic, I break down seeing the aura and what these colors mean and techniques for you to be able to train yourself to do this as well. Um, so this is a particularly active year for ghosts and for a lot of psychic phenomena. And I myself, I go you know, sometimes into a haunted place, and I may not see a ghost with my physical eyes, but I get this sense that there is a ghost there, and I can see it almost like I'm seeing the aura. And this is a very strange thing, because I can distinctly tell the difference. It's not like I could ever confuse the two. 
I know the difference between what I'm seeing with my regular eyes and what I'm seeing with the third eye when this happens. And it reminds me of how people uh, sense colors in their mind in a, a specialized way sometimes in general. For example, you may have heard about this thing called synesthesia. And uh, this is a phenomenon that relates to people who can see music as colors. So when they hear a musical tone, they see a color. And I don't know if they see that in the same way that they see things with their uh, their regular eyes, or if this is more of an oral, I mean, auric or, you know, aura thing, aura-centric thing in their own third eye. I don't know. But they say a lot of times these people have perfect pitch because their ability to see and hear colors uh, aids them in identifying notes or keys. So, you know, yesterday I had to get out and run some errands, and one of the great things about being here in Las Vegas right now is that, you know, you have access to big, wonderful theaters. So we went to an IMAX theater yesterday about 12.30, and we watched Bohemian Rhapsody, which of course is the new biopic about Queen, and uh, particularly Freddie Mercury and uh, his life sort of you know, it's like an origin story for him, how he got associated with the band leading up to his big, huge event there at the Live Aid in Wembley Stadium in London. And the movie is a smash hit in the box office. I mean, it's made a ton of money. But if you read the reviews, the reviews are pretty mixed. Some people love it, and some people say, oh, it was a missed opportunity. So I wasn't sure what to expect. Uh, to be honest with you, Brian Singer, the director, um, has done some really good movies and some movies that I, you know, I also thought were here. Yeah. So I didn't know, but I really enjoyed that movie. I thought it was fantastic. Lauren enjoyed it. She thought it was fantastic. I honestly do not know how it could have been better. I thought it was an amazing film. And uh, so I highly recommend that you go see Bohemian Rhapsody if you are, have any interest in Queen. Um, but anyway, uh, why I bring this up is that, you know, Freddie Mercury, he was a, a, obviously a great musical genius. He personally wrote and composed a lot of the stuff that became Queen hits. Um, and even he, from what I've read, said that he didn't see music uh, like, you know, dots on a page, that uh, he could barely read music that way, which is kind of funny because I was recently watching a 60 Minutes interview with Sir Paul McCartney, first time they'd ever interviewed him on 60 Minutes, and he said the same thing, he said, I don't see music that way. I don't see it as dots on a piece of paper. He said, you know, I experience it in a different way. It's not a way that he could really explain. But um, I can tell you that I, as a fellow who has some, you know, musical aptitude, I have to agree. I mean, I learned to read music when I was uh, in middle school and I took strings, which was like the orchestra, where I played primarily the viola for about three years. 
and I had to know how to read music to sit there and participate in a team effort like, you know, an orchestra or a symphony. But um, I've never liked that. And it makes me wonder when you when you think about some of these people who have some sense of genius, especially if it ha- happens to be musical genius, if perhaps they, um, they're connecting some part of the brain that taps into the spiritual vision with how they feel and are able to work with vibration, which ultimately becomes music. So, I don't know, it's just just very interesting to sort of, I guess, no pun intended, connect those dots. Uh, But it is a powerful year. It is a powerful year for paranormal psychic activity. Uh, It may just be that every year it's going to get more and more powerful for a long time, maybe forever, as we proceed through this thing that has often been called the quickening. I'm not sure. But I do want you to know that I've got a lot of interesting content arranged for you uh, over the coming days and weeks and uh, surely the months. Uh, I am still, yeah, I got a, an invitation from a big TV production company to work with them on a project and it's one of those things where I'm like look I'm really not interested in doing that right now um, for a while because I'm I'm focusing more on on research and developing things and I was pretty excited when Dr. Mulder contacted me and said that he has developed a new model of the wishing machine and we started talking about it and he said you know i've always been really you know above and beyond in keeping my privacy but he said you know if you want to have me on to talk about radionics and wishing machines i think this would be a good time to do it and i said yeah let's do that because uh, i wanted you know I, I we actually have two or three new things that we can talk about in addition to going over some of the old things uh, regarding radionics and wishing machines. So I'm scheduling that with him right now. And so pretty soon I will have an interview with Dr. Mulder. And um, he is the man who has given himself carpal tunnel syndrome by personally taking his hands and crafting these custom-made wishing machines which are the best ones in the world. And so that's something that I'm going to be talking with him about uh, because when you see this state of the world, when it seems like that we are more in touch with the spiritual side, with you know the mystical side, whatever you want to call it, that means that we are also more apt to manifest things as well. And so this is an excellent time to, to give give it a shot, you know, try working with wishing machines if you never have before. So look forward to that. And uh, <laughs> I have so many layers of interesting things that I'm going to be doing and sharing with you soon. I mean, you won't, you, you won't believe it. You won't believe it. So just to recap before I wrap up this podcast, uh, if you're interested in joining us for the November 13th Haunted Asheville Ghost Tour There's only one tour, it's at 8 p.m., and you'll find the information there to book it at hauntedashville.com. I'll be telling you more soon about the Will Harris story, but 
nothing like you're going to get if you go on this special tour. And secondly, if you go to joshuapwarren.com and you click the link to the curiosity shop, you'll find the ebook I was talking about I wrote called Finding Your Magic. When you buy it, it comes with a wand. Yeah, wait till you see this. And while you're there, you can find all kinds of amazing and interesting free content and videos and pictures, but you'll see a link to this podcast. It's called Joshua P. Warren Daily. It's always short. It's always free. It's totally uncensored. And if you don't believe that, fuck you. So Joshua P. Warren Daily is the name of this podcast. Click that link. You can subscribe through various means, or you can follow me on Twitter, at Joshua P. Warren, at Joshua P. Warren, and I will tweet when a new one is available. So that's it for today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious, and I will talk to you again soon.